2: There, This is Betty Jo Tucker, thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. We have a great show for you today, folks, because we're shining the spotlight on the unsinkable Debbie Reynolds, who celebrated her 84th birthday on April 1st. So this is a kind of belated happy birthday show for Debbie, whose latest book is titled Make em Laugh, and she sure can do that, and who was honored earlier this year by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, finally, with a well-deserved humanitarian award. Happily, among Debbie's fans joining in the festivities are Peter Keough, James Colt Harrison, and Gloria Walders. Peter is the author of My Heidi High Life, and he started out as a Debbie Reynolds fan, became her friend, and then the producer of Irene, her stage production in Australia. James is a film historian, and he confesses that he has always loved Debbie and Gloria is in the running also to be Debbie's greatest fan and all three guests today have promised to reveal their favorite Debbie Reynolds films or performances as well as why they think this talented showbiz legend has remained popular worldwide for so long plus we'll hear a couple of clips featuring Debbie herself now I think practically everyone knows That Debbie has been one of America's hardest working showbiz stars. She earned an Oscar nomination for her brilliant performance in The Unsinkable Molly Brown and a Tony nomination for her fine stage work in Irene. She's also received a Screen Actors Guild. Lifetime Achievement Award, and among her many popular films are Singing in the Rain, Mother, The Tender Trap, How the West Was Won, The Gazebo, and Tammy and the Bachelor. She's also appeared in many television programs. Debbie's many fans also love the exuberant live shows she's performed in various venues uh, throughout the United States. Well, I think she's done them worldwide. And she's as generous with her time as with her talent. She's done fundraising for the Girl Scouts and is a founder of the Thalians, a charitable organization responsible for raising millions of dollars. Well, no wonder that Peter, James, Gloria, and yours truly are proud to be among Debbie's many fans. Well, I see all three of our guests have been waiting patiently in the green room, so let's bring them on now. Ladies first. Gloria Walders has been on our show before and we're so glad she's with us again today. Gloria, welcome back to Movie Addict Headquarters.
3: Thanks, Betty. I'm really glad you invited me um, to talk about Debbie. She's absolutely my favorite person in the whole wide world.
2: I know that. And um, I I understand that you are in the running to be her biggest fan, but so is so is James Colt Harrison. So is Peter Keel <laughs> and so is Betty Jo Tucker, so we may just have a smackdown here today. Yeah, we might. We might.
0: <laughs>
2: but it's such a pleasure to have you back with us, and especially along with James Cold Harrison, who was your co-star on one of our earlier <laughs> tributes to Debbie Reynolds. You remember when the two of you were the lifesavers? Yeah, I got I cut off, that and you one. both... Yeah, you both carried on talking about Debbie, and do you know what? The listeners absolutely loved it. And it's great that James is also here today. James, thanks for coming back to talk more about Debbie. Oh, hey, it's
4: my pleasure. You know, we all love Debbie. That's why we're here. And uh, and a shout-out to Gloria, too, my co-star of the last show we did, <laughs> where we had to wing it for
2: about a half an hour. Yeah, we did. <laughs> And you did it so well. You did Well, it's always more fun when you're here, James. You know, I tell you that uh, every time you're, you're here on the show. <laughs> Our next guest is a newcomer to Movie Attic Headquarters. It's the one and only Peter Kill, who's calling in from Australia. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Peter.
1: Thank you so much, Betty Jo. Hello, everybody there. I'm delighted to be here and honored that you asked me to be on your wonderful show.
2: I'm so glad you could make it. I realize <laughs> that the time in Australia now is something like 4 a.m., right?
1: Yeah, uh, 4 a.m. It's a little bit dark,
2: <laughs> but it's wonderful
1: to hear Gloria's voice. I love Gloria. She's a dear, dear lady. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Thank yes. you, Peter. Peter and well, I actually met through Debbie, so.
2: Oh, wow.
1: That's well, right, exactly, well, yes, yep.
2: Well, I, I was just worried about you, Peter, because I uh, I didn't uh, know whether whether you would get get up that early. But I thought maybe no, you'd take a, a nap set. right after early the show. Night.
1: No, it's fine. I'm just thrilled to be here because I love Debbie, and to honor her this way is great.
2: Well, we're so glad that you could be here. And before we Check start talking. Uh, uh, in depth about Debbie I I want to congratulate you on your wonderful memoir My Heidi High Life I absolutely loved it and I, I want hey. to recommend it to all of our listeners to anyone who loves showbiz what an entertaining book and and how candid down. you are I, I just want to tell you your writing comes alive when you're writing about the, all the stars that you've come in contact with well, thank why, you very why, much why,
1: very sweet
2: Oh, Please, I, I just uh, can't recommend it highly enough and uh thank you, Betty and I I hope that uh, our listeners will will definitely check it out. Oh, you know, fine. I wanted I wanted to ask all uh, three of you to tell us when you first became uh Debbie Reynolds fan. So, Peter, why don't you share that with us first?
1: Well, I was 12 years old in 1957 and I went and saw Tammy. It was just called Tammy in Australia, not Tammy and the Bachelor. And went along and fell in love with Debbie, so went home and wrote a little love note to her. And about three months later, a personal handwritten letter arrived at our home uh, saying, Thank you so much for your letter. We must stay in touch again and be friends. So every few months, I get a little note and a card. And then she finally came to Australia in um, mid-70s and told me to come to her opening night in Melbourne. So I went backstage and met Debbie, and from then on we became this very, very fast, very close friends.
2: Oh, wow. So it was a Did dream come true, writing a letter,
1: and then having a person who you admired for years become a, a family almost, it's is just unbelievable, and just, it's just so exciting.
2: Well, what it is now, you, How you said you were 12, you were 12, 12 years old? 12
1: years old, yes. 12 years old, so, and wrote a, fa- a this- fan letter.
2: So that and and that's uh, that is just an incredible uh, story. It really and is.
0: Ha-
2: yeah. How about you, James? How, um, when did you first become a Debbie Reynolds fan? Well, actually, I wasn't born yet when I became
4: a fan. Uh, I just <laughs> loved her. <laughs> I loved her before I came to the end of the world. <laughs> oh. So that's how much I loved her, and no matter what she did, especially all those wonderful MGM. Pictures that she did, you know, MGM, mm-hmm. the
1: the yes, Tiffany yes.
4: of studios, wonderful place for mm-hmm. her to grow up and and become a, a star. Uh, just incredible life that she's had. It's it's marvelous, marvelous.
2: Excellent. You you ha- you sound a little bit like uh, Debbie when you when you said that you're you were a fan of hers before you before you were born because <laughs> in her book in her book make them laugh. Debbie says um never let uh the facts interfere with a good story. <laughs>
1: oh, I love that.
2: Well, of course I lie all the time just to embellish things. <laughs> no. we, you and I I London know fans. you and I kind of make things up every once in a while <laughs> to have a good story. Yeah. <laughs> we should warn everybody about that. Well, yeah. Gloria, how about you? When did you first become a Debbie Reynolds fan?
3: I was 9 oh my gosh nine nine Nine. years old the first movie i saw her in was bundle of joy and that was 1956 so we're really showing my age here now i'm 69 let's let's
4: calculate that
3: you're (laughs) the baby you're the baby (laughs) yeah yeah i'm 69 now so and she's been the love of my life all those years i've never forgotten about her i think about her constantly uh dream about her. I just think she's the best thing since sliced bread.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what sweet. did you
2: say was the first? Did You mentioned a movie, and I didn't catch Bundle that. Bundle of
3: Joy. She did it with um, Eddie Fisher. She was a sales girl at, I think it was was it Merlin's department store. Yes, yeah, yeah. Merlin's. Uh, Merlin's and... Uh, he was a, a store manager there, and they fell in love. She found a baby on a doorstep, and she did this incredible uh, song in that movie called uh, "Lullaby in Blue," which I sang to my grandchildren when they were born. And it was just a just a tender little movie, and I loved it. And she yeah. did that right before she did Tammy.
2: Oh yeah, I remember that movie. Uh, also, and uh, it it wasn't I think she was a great movie. With Carrie, but she, wasn't she? Yes, yeah,
3: she was pregnant with it. It was amazing. I still can't get over. She was pregnant with Carrie. She had mm-hmm. this beautiful, skinny, blue, long gown on, and I I can't figure out where Carrie was hidden. She must have been like one month pregnant or something. <laughs> yeah, I but think
1: she was so. Yeah, and totally she danced,
3: gorgeous
1: she? in that movie. A big dance number she did with Tommy Noonan. Oh yes, yeah. yes,
3: yeah. yes. As Carrie oh says, uh, Lamaze back in the fifties.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: gosh!
2: Yeah, she was well, bouncing all over the stage.
1: Exactly. It yeah, always does.
2: Mhm. Well, I I think I go way way back too, but I I don't go back before before birth. I I refuse to say <laughs> that because James stole my story. So that's the most wonderful story. I love that. <laughs> but but. I saw uh, Two Weeks with Love when it was released that. in 1950. Now that, uh, that my age, isn't a, a secret to anyone who listens to, <laughs> to this show. They know <laughs> that I'm no spring chicken. And in that that movie was kind of forgettable. <laughs> but this bubbly screen present came on the screen yep. with yep. Carlton Carpenter, and they sang that silly Abba Dabba Honeymoon (laughs) I love that song (laughs) That's wonderful I thought it was just so great And I was just bowled over And uh, from that very minute And then that that same year uh, A little movie Three Little Words came out
1: That's right Yeah, I want to be uh, loved by you And I saw
2: Debbie as uh, Helen Kane Doing that boop boop be (laughs) doop You know I wanna be loved by you, just you, boop, boop be doop. And I, I thought, oh, she's, she's, she's gonna go places. And so, she's 1950 Bible. was yep. was the key time uh, for me. And I just had to see every Debbie Reynolds movie, and I, I thought she was just, you know, wonderful in all of her she performances. Is, yep. But, but Peter, you mentioned about um, uh, becoming a friend. You know, starting out as a fan. And then you know, blossoming into a friendship. What uh, and how? How again did that happen? That you became friends. Well,
1: she came to Australia to 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 do a live show, and Jasmine along to her opening night, and we met backstage, and we just clicked. She just we just sort of um, had the same sense of humor. She was very generous and very funny, very warm, and we stayed in touch. And I went to London for ten years, and she came to London to to, uh, release her first book. Um, and then I met her again in London, and then I came back to Australia and she followed to Australia and uh, we hired her to do Irene and do a tour of Australia. And it was the best time of my whole life. I think Gloria followed every step on the, with the emails and photographs day by day, hour yeah. by hour. And Gloria would send me photographs of her having dinner with Debbie, in the car with Debbie. <laughs> so we both we were both just Debbie freaks.
3: Yeah, it was like a dream come true when you love somebody that much for so many Unbelievable. years. You know, to interact yeah. with her, you just, you want to do it over again. I want to do That's it right. over again so bad, but I know I'll probably never be able to see her again like I did before. Oh, I think,
1: you probably, I think you probably will. But I kept staring at her thinking, I've got in my car beside me, Tammy, there's Molly Brown. In I was holding her foot one day in a restaurant because she had an aching foot and I was rubbing her foot and I've got... Tammy's foot in my on my lap. I thought this is unbelievable. It's surreal.
2: <laughs> I know. I guess <laughs> it would. It would be well. Well, you, footy. Gloria, footy. as long as we're as long as we're uh, kind of fighting each other for who's the biggest today, <laughs> <Poor> <laughs> Debbie Reynolds fan, Gloria. I know that you you practically had a Debbie Reynolds museum in your house.
3: Mm. Oh yeah, and, I, I have all kinds of things. I made Debbie sign. We went out to dinner one night. Poor Debbie. I feel so sorry for her. I had all these record albums. I had an umbrella that was um, <laughs> issued somehow for the Singing in the Rain anniversary. Uh, I had pictures. I had a T-shirt. I mean, it was like, now, Debbie, would you sign this? Would you sign this? Would you sign this? And I have them all in a room. And my Debbie dance. <laughs> She came, for, she came to our house.
1: She came to our house for dinner, and I have a wall. I very much like Gloria, I'm sure. And she said, "You've got more things than I've ever had in my whole life in <laughs> my own museum." She said, <laughs> you "Just stare at this wall." So it was uh, we're both we're both similar, Glow and I. I'm afraid, Glow's prettier than I am.
2: And and, the, <laughs> and Gloria, you. Um, Whenever Debbie Reynolds was in a show, one of her shows near you, weren't you able to to go and 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 watch her?
3: Uh yes, I I did. And I, she was always very nice to me. She's always let me go like backstage or yep. you know, see her after the show. She's very good about that. Of course she is with all her fans too. She's just she's just a very open, warm Woman, she doesn't. I don't think she knows she's a big movie star. I, she's just
1: well said. Normal. Exactly right. And she, I normal. know she was very fond of, very fond of Gloria. Very fond of Gloria. Her and Jenny, her late oh. secretary PA, who I still miss every day. Uh, they adored Gloria, and they couldn't believe how she, was, how loyal she was to
2: them.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm definitely loyal. I mean, there's nothing I
2: wouldn't you do
1: for her. Yeah, you
2: are. Yeah. Yes, I I I can see that that um, how how you feel about her, and I I understand that uh, perfectly. And Peter, I I really love the way you explain uh, in your book about how the how the friendship developed between you and uh, Debbie. And um, how about you, James? What what is uh, your most memorable fan experience with with Debbie? <laughs> Oh, gosh, I don't have stories like like they
4: do, but uh, I did meet uh, Debbie uh, once in Las Vegas when they were having a big MGM extravaganza, and she was there. And she was lovely, just as uh, Gloria and, and Peter say. She's very open and warm, and, and and you two are especially lucky because you got to know her personally. I, I'm just, uh, you know, like a, a film critic, so we meet people superficially, but at least we do meet them and and it's always fun and and, and a joy but to see a uh, uh, an original MGM star like Debbie yeah is always a great thrill because uh she's one of the few who are still standing from MGM mm-hmm. so so it's nice that she's still around and we can still love her
1: Absolutely absolutely
4: Yeah
1: I you
2: I guys remember got me in the, tears Yes, oh. <laughs> no, that's the same way she, but, but James she, I'm surprised she's very humble as James was
1: saying as James was saying she's very very humble she told me off the only time she ever told me off in Sydney we were going to the Sydney Opera House to do her show and we arrived early and as we got to the stage door there were a thousand people over that, the biggest crowd ever at the stage door to meet her. And I said, Debbie, you don't have to go that way because we can go through the back way to avoid the fan. You have a big show to do, two shows to do. She said, Peter, because of those those people there, I am where I am now. So I'm going to speak to every one of those fans. And she did sign for for an hour and a quarter.
2: Oh, how nice. Oh my gosh. She is just so great with her with her fans. Wonderful. There's no doubt Wonderful. about no doubt about yep. that. But James I I'm disappointed that you didn't mention that Debbie invited herself to a party in your La Jolla patio oh, when when she was funny. on our show, which we'll hear, which we'll hear her do in just oh, just a few minutes. Great, <laughs> yes. wonderful. Yeah, I
4: for, I forgot about it. that's right. I,
2: in fact, I was going to set her up in a little cot here in the garage,
4: and she could sleep uh, we'll in her the corner we'll, with hear, the cat. we'll hear
2: that. That's, that's on one of the, one of the, one of the clips. But Whoa. I have to mention my. I have to mention my favorite Debbie fan experience, and um, I also attended the the uh, Hollywood Museum in Las Vegas. Uh, Larry and I were there at the op- at the opening because I was supposed to be uh, covering it, and I was with a group of people that Debbie was taking on a tour uh, through the costumes that were displayed. I
0: mm-hmm. saw
2: one that I couldn't um, – I know it was from, from Singing in the Rain – but I couldn't remember which number, uh, you know, was done in those uh, costumes. So um, I asked Debbie, w- you know, what was the number mm-hmm. that those costumes were in? And she just uh, smiled, and she belted out, Fit as a fiddle and ready for love, the entire oh, song.
0: It <laughs> and it was
2: such It was such a special moment, one that I'll never forget. Because I was I was (laughs) standing right beside her, and of course uh, everybody there on the tour was was applauding, and they were they were so happy that she that she did that. But but back to you, Peter. Oh, it was yeah. I'll I'll never forget that. But but Peter, I I enjoyed reading about your time with Debbie as the producer. Of uh, hmm. Irene, what what did you enjoy the most while while working well, with her? Well, when she her first her signed that? the
1: contract, when she first signed the contract, the deal was that she would do no overtime, like nine to five, Monday to Friday, and and had to have a chauffeur, which was fine. It was all organised. When she came here and arrived here, she worked fourteen-hour days, never complained, and she come home to our house for dinner. Straight after the after the thing, she was never in any way the star. She was generous to a fault. All the kids in the cast loved her, and um, I've never have never known a person more real, more un star starry or, or demanding as Debbie was. She was just uh, the girl next door.
3: Right, absolutely.
1: Yep, totally, Natalie. And worked so hard. And in fact, she's just a short thing, she was um, in the original Irene. She played Irene and she sang the song, I'm Always Chasing Rainbows. But the role she played here was Irene's mother. And that song wasn't included. But as a favor to me, she rehearsed the whole song again and did the whole song in the show every night. Wow. I started to cry every night with, with Jenny. It was so beautiful.
2: Oh wow! Well, it's it's clear that uh, from from the way you're talking, and then of course the way you explain it in your book, that uh, that you and Debbie really got along uh, so well. I want to take you a, a minute here to to let uh, uh, to let you know that we have Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts in the chat room, and we have Mistress Angie also in the chat room. And um, both are are, uh, radio hosts. Nancy Lombardo hosts hosts Comedy Concepts here on uh, Blog Talk Radio every uh, Monday and Friday at 10.30 Eastern Time. And Mistress Mm -hmm. Angie is a host of one of the shows on the Wacko Network over there on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R. And I think Nancy and Angie are definitely fans of Debbie Reynolds. They they may. I don't know whether they're in the running to be like we are <laughs> to be the best. The best. Well, <laughs> lovely. Debbie Debbie Reynolds, a fan. But why why do you think uh, Debbie has remained popular worldwide for so long, uh, Peter?
1: I think she just, um, as I said, the girl next door, the the person everybody feels they could be friendly with. And what you see is what you get with her. She's never changed. Uh, boys wanted to marry her. Girls wanted to have her as best friend. She was just, um, exactly what you saw on screen is what she is in, in real life. As you would know, Glow sitting beside her, Ray. having dinner with her, in the car with her. You had so many t- so many hours with her, just being one-on-one. She's exactly what she appears to be. She's genuine, honest, and very, very funny.
3: And I think she's oh. the type of person that you could get into trouble with. Oh, I mean, yes. innocent trouble. You know what I'm <gasps> we saying?
1: We did a few like, times. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Right. Not major. <laughs> There's a silly little thing. Of course, yes, but not. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's a stirrer. A yeah. funny stirrer. She, she says.
2: She says in her book, uh, "Make them laugh." She uh, she admits that she thinks of herself as a sort of a vaudeville uh, baggy pants comedian. <laughs>
1: She yeah, is, oh, yeah
2: she's, she's, she's just so very funny. Yeah. Really funny yep she is she is she's very, very funny, funny. Yep. and those those uh impersonations that she does in her in her live oh. show are just amazing oh, and very yes. very, she very does them all funny the, she
1: does them all the time in the in the plane flying across- australia she was doing betty uh betty davis with the uh, attendant doing Zha with uh, her fans on the plane.
0: <laughs> so she just
1: loves it, she's so good at it. Yeah, very funny.
0: Oh,
3: that's great. Well, I'm Nancy, so jealous of you, Peter. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> oh,
0: I
1: love you. <laughs> well,
2: I want more time Nancy, with Nancy. You will have Nancy Lombardo said uh, in the chat. She she said, uh, I met her at the Friars Club, and she oh. was delightful, delightful oh. and funny. So uh, and and Nancy is quite funny herself. So that's that's definitely a compliment. what's uh, not for
0: this
2: James? Why why do you think that Debbie has remained so popular for so long? Well, number one, I think uh, it was her upbringing. She had
4: a good upbringing. With her her parents were good parents, and she had a normal home life. And she went to mm-hmm. Nazarene Church and and all you know, like a normal girl would grow up and uh i think because she's so enthusiastic and she obviously loves what she's doing and that, and that translates to the audience the audience picks that up and exactly. you, you you become joyful as well because she's having such a good time all the time that you just automatically get into it and she's you know she's just a charmer
0: very yes. That's so
2: Beautiful. true. So true. I I I feel the same way about it. I from the very first time I saw her on screen, I just thought there's somebody that um, I would like to have as a friend, or exactly. to be a friend to. And mm-hmm. I think she just has that uh, universal appeal to uh, to everyone. Well, I think this is a a good time to hear from Debbie herself. And so in this clip, um, this was from, this has been a few years ago, and uh, she she did call into the show, and uh, she spoke very candidly with our uh, entire movie addict headquarters gang, and here she is. We were so thankful to get a visit in person by Debbie Reynolds, and this clip I think you'll all enjoy. It starts out with... Uh, I believe Jazz is asking Debbie what she thought about Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge. And the reason that question came up is because Postcards from the Edge is uh, from a book written by Debbie's daughter, Carrie Fisher. Debbie also talks about how talented her daughter is and about the men in her life. So here's here's a little peek at the show where we paid tribute to the great Debbie Reynolds.
4: What was your reaction to Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge?
5: I thought it was great. I wanted the part. I know. (laughs) And you should have gotten it. Well, I mean, Carrie uh, uh, Carrie wrote wrote this part supposedly about me, which it wasn't, but, you know, everybody thought it was. So I said, look, everybody's going to think it is me. I might as well play it. But Mike Nichols says uh, no. He wanted Shirley, so Shirley got to do it. She was wonderful. I thought she was great. Uh, it wasn't. It really isn't me. Uh, you know. Luckily, I, I don't have that disease as far as alcoholism. I'm delighted that because then I can have a drink once in a while.
0: Cause if you
5: if you have the disease, you can't. So I, I, I'm fortunate that I don't have that problem. But I thought it was a very funny picture, and I thought it. Carrie did a great job, wrote it. She's a great writer, Carrie, and like oh, I yes. said, she's opening next week on Broadway, so it's called uh, Wishful Drinking, which is pretty funny, and uh, I'm, I'm praying that it'll be a big hit.
0: Well, there you go, James. You can
5: open the bar when we all come to California. <laughs> okay.
4: Well,
5: all right, okay. Or I'm coming to La Jolla. We're going to have drinks on the beach.
4: Yeah, we'll have them on the beach. Thank we'll get arrested you. because they don't allow it. But oh well, not. then we'll then
5: we'll just sip wine around your patio. Yeah. Yes, well, Carrie she, was, well, Carrie was Carrie was hilarious
0: we'll in uh, Thirty Rock too. That was funny.
2: Oh, oh, Carrie on Thirty she Rock, she got, got an there. Emmy.
0: Yeah, she was hilarious.
2: Emmy nomination. Well, she is I, a very I, but, talented girl. She takes after her mother. <laughs> And maybe she can take care of her of her mother when her mother gets tired of all of all this work that she's doing. Well, that's tomorrow, so she better get work fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly! I wonder. I know you said we could ask you uh, anything. I, I kind of hesitate sure. to, to ask this, but I have heard you talk about this before uh, to a room full of seven hundred people. So. I thought that I would would dare to ask because I I just think you have the most uh, humorous and healthy attitude about um the the men, the former men in your life. <laughs> and, uh. Well, let's
4: not, yeah. let's not get R-rated here.
2: <laughs> no, we won't get, not with Debbie. We won't get R-rated.
0: Well, no.
5: Unfortunately, I think a lot of actresses have that problem. You know, the they, you know, the men can't take the women that are kind of famous and more than they, and it's really difficult for them. And so it winds up to be unsuccessful mergers. And also, when they leave, they take all the money, which is sort of depressing. <laughs> That's
2: the and oh you've you've just in spite of uh, of that you have managed to uh, soldier on and then um, make uh, some of the some of these many examples in your wonderful shows <laughs> because I remember oh yes I I uh, in stitches.
5: <laughs> yes I I I tease them a great deal and I call them all kinds of names and um, I you know. The word schmuck comes into mind, uh, but you can't say that on television so, or radio. But I do not have good taste in men, and so I just leave it alone now. I don't even go out, you know, I don't date, I don't do it. But I have a lot of great male friends, and my brother is wonderful, my son is wonderful. I love men. It's just that I seem to have an allergy to attracting men that want to take all my money. So I've decided I just can't afford it anymore. It's like it's a, a sale, a sale at Macy's. I can't have it. <laughs>
2: that was such a fun interview, folks. The what? other voices what? you heard were Jazz Shaw, James Colt Harrison, and Jordan Wellen. Now, do you remember that, James? I certainly do. Yes, I'm still laughing about it because she's so funny. But <laughs> the invitation and, and her open. her humor sh- shines through in that. Yeah. I think just uh, so beautifully. Also during that interview, um, we asked her to sing sing a little bit, and she she started singing uh, Tammy, but the version was uh, right there. She just changed the lyrics to uh, a commercial uh to send money for her hollywood uh, uh museum <laughs> i think, oh, that was, I think oh. that's what it was but she's
0: she's <laughs> quick
2: on the trigger she just can
0: Absolutely. you know just yeah. just get
2: right into it and um mm. uh, do a lot of uh, improvising and she's just always uh, delightful well let's turn now to debbie's movies after all this is movie addict headquarters. So I just want to know, what is your favorite Debbie Reynolds movie or uh, film performance? James, you want to take that as the film critic?
0: Uh,
4: <laughs> well, there's so many. You know, I have a list of as long as my arm or two, and there's so many pictures to choose from. But I, I did like uh, Unthinkable Molly Brown. I thought she was absolutely terrific in that. And then there was the spectacular Cinerama movie, How the West Was Won, made in 1962. Uh, Of course, I saw that on a rerun because I'm still a toddler, so I'm not old (laughs) enough to (laughs) see. But oh, one movie I wanted to mention that isn't mentioned too often is uh, the Catered Affair. Was she made yeah. with Betty Davis.
1: Oh, that was wonderful. Yeah, cool it, it was. Uh, yeah.
4: I think wasn't it? Uh, Peter, maybe you know. Wasn't this her first dramatic role?
1: Yes, with Rod Taylor from Australia, and directed by Richard Brooks, who didn't like her.
4: He didn't yeah. like
1: her. He was awful to her. She says, "Yes, yeah, oh. dreadful."
4: In oh, in her no. book too.
1: But she was wonderful in it. She worked very hard, and she was extremely good in it. So good.
4: Yeah, she was. She was. So that's, that's Absolutely. one of the movies I'd like to mention yeah. about, about Debbie. But then there's a, a musical called Hit the Deck, which oh, had yeah. everybody in MGM in the movie
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> as they get <laughs> off in it. But the they do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did, <laughs> yeah.
2: but that's all gone
0: now.
2: <clears throat> but the studio, well, I, there, I but, think you. <laughs> You pick, you pick some some good ones. How about you, Gloria? Do you have a favorite or favorite?
3: Well, as far as favorites, it's a tie between Tammy and Molly. I I just can't make my mind up which one I love the best. Uh, but other than that, um, the Tender Trap she was wonderful in. Um, mm. I loved her in Divorce American Style. Um, I loved her in. Uh, uh, what's the name of the movie? These these old broads. I don't know whether you guys have seen that. In fact, my dog is named after her. In these, <laughs> her name was Piper Grayson in the movie. while well, my dog's name is Piper. Uh, she's just. Uh, I'm trying to think what the the mating game was really good.
0: Ooh, oh yeah. Uh,
3: the rat race. She was drama and that was fabulous and then what's the matter with Helen that was such a
2: heavy role for her wow that the the range that Debbie has that that's just so impressive I mean she can do drama as well as comedy and uh, of course I I prefer the the comedy but she's she's great, and you you mentioned some of those dramatic performances. Mm-hmm. Peter, how about you? Do you have a favorite or favorite? Once
1: again, like Gloria, we're so similar. I adore Tammy and Molly Brown. I think it was a terrible shame she didn't get the Oscar for Molly Brown.
4: Oh yes,
1: it just broke my heart. I was so furious. Um,
4: I expected and, her to get it too, as uh, well. Of
1: course, oh, yeah. I did too. It just it just seemed to be quite wrong. But then, most recently, I've enjoyed Mother. I thought she was very, very yes. good mother.
3: Oh, oh yes. 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 Yes, I forgot about that one. Yeah.
1: With that Albert is.
0: Brooks.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's right, Albert Brooks. Up, Albert and Brooks. Uh, yeah. he's a very close friend of Carrie who we met. She came to Perth uh, a couple of years ago with her show and Debbie organized that we meet Carrie. And I thought she was a cleaner. She was a tiny little thing, all in black.
0: Oh. And
1: uh, <laughs> it was all organized. I said, um, is Carrie there? She said, I'm Carrie, dear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh.
2: Well it's hard to pick uh favorites uh, she no There's
1: so many. So many. Yeah, she, I think I, in
3: Mother uh, she, she kinda of played herself.
2: You exactly know? right. Yeah, she did. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very well, much Well she so. certainly uh was uh, was great in that film and uh that was a combination of comedy and drama that yeah, really yeah. worked worked for her. I'm I'm so it glad did. that you mentioned yeah. that, really. But my favorite, uh, everybody knows probably, it's Singing in the Rain. Uh, you know, yeah. it's my all-time favorite film, yeah. so yeah. I'm not very objective about it. And this is the perfect time to hear from Debbie again, because in this, uh, oh, just a little over two-minute clip, yeah. she talks about working with Gene Kelly, and I think you'll really enjoy this. Now I'd like to ask you about Singing in the Rain because everyone knows it's my favorite film of all time and I was wondering how that movie ranks on your list of favorites.
5: Well, I love the movie. I think it's outlasted everything and it's uh it's so good and it's so ev- long-lasting, you know. It it's timeless. The story is very simple and sweet and uh, charming and that mainly the singing and the dancing is brilliant, and that's to Gene Kelly's credit. Oh. Now, you, now, you worked with Gene Kelly, and a lot of people have described him as the hardest-working performer in Hollywood. And I was just wondering, was was that your impression of him, and did you pick up anything from him? What was it like working with Gene Kelly back at that time in your career? Well, Gene Kelly was hard-working every dancer, Fred Astaire, said, Cherise. Eleanor Powell, and Miller, were all hardworking. There is no other way to dance. The only way Mm. you can dance is to sweat and blood, and you give your all. And so I can't say, uh, what do I remember, that Gene was a taskmaster, but he had to be because I had to learn. I knew nothing about dancing. I was 17 years old, and Gene was the director and Stanley Donnan, but he didn't really direct me, Gene did and Donald O'Connor was brilliant, so I had to learn how to keep up with these two great guys. So I had an awful lot to learn and did, and Gene Kelly was a great teacher. He was tough, but he was great.
2: He was a a movie musical icon as far as I'm concerned, and you really gave those two, Donald O'Connor and Gene Kelly, a run for their money in that movie, though, with the the dancing. Wow, that uh, good morning good morning number. That, yes, the it was
5: wonderful, wonderful numbers, and very hard numbers, but terrific, exciting numbers, and Donald did make them laugh, and he ran up a wall, and Gene <laughs> Jean, Jean, uh, Kelly did a great dance sequence with Sid Charisse, and everybody in it was sensational.
2: I agree, Debbie. Everything about singing in the rain is sensational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're back live now with Peter Keough, James Cold Harrison, and Gloria Walters, and I'd like to ask our guests if they have a, a belated birthday message for Debbie or anything they would like to add about her before we we um wrap things up. So, um Peter, let's start with you. Uh well,
1: first of all, I suppose I guess I have a very fond memory That touched my heart deeply. Uh, While she was in Australia, my partner and I had a um, commitment ceremony, and Debbie offered to be a matron of honor in front of my mother, who passed away a few months ago, and she just stood there beside us and honored us uh, hugely. It touched my heart even thinking about it now. Oh, sweet. Just to thank Debbie for the joy she's given the world over the years and the gift of her friendship. I treasure, treasure both.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And how about you, James? Well, first
4: of all, I want to congratulate Peter, That and that was very sweet of Debbie to do that. By the way, are you in Sydney?
1: I'm in Perth. I'm, I'm in going Perth. to Sydney shortly.
4: Oh, my dad spent many years there in World War Two.
1: He oh, loved really?
4: it. Yes. Oh. I think I have some brothers and sisters there, but I don't know who they are. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that.
4: Anyway, a a shout-out to Debbie. Happy birthday, belated, and many, many more because we love you and we want to see you on the screen, on television, on radio, tap dancing down the street, whatever you can do. We love it.
3: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) I agree. And Gloria.
3: Um, I hope she got my card. I sent her a card. I hope she's having fun at the ranch. Um, Todd and Cat, if you're listening, get the woman drunk tonight. Have one for me because I can't drink wine anymore. Um, just just know that I, I love you, and I'm still waiting, Debbie. I told you this last year. I want a shirt off your back. You'll know oh. what that means. Oh. I love her. Oh. That's all I can say.
2: Yes, you do. You always have we all We all love her very much, and well said Absolutely. all three of you would but but i w I would like to add something about debbie's latest book. Uh, we've mentioned it make them laugh it's such a, a fun to read and i I just hope that uh listeners will go over uh, to Amazon.com dot com and and check it out when the book page comes up, be sure to look at the bottom of the photo and click on the free audio of Debbie reading uh, the, the amusing Preface. And I absolutely love this book because she reveals her um, <laughs> contacts, interactions with some of the greatest comics of all time, mm-hmm. people like uh, Lucille Ball and Jack Benny. And uh, the list just goes on and on. Uh, one part of the book... She, you know, she uh, works raising money for the Girl Scouts. And one Halloween, she was taking the Girl Scouts out for uh, trick or treats. And they first went to the Lucille Ball House, and, and Lucy had the had the the trick uh, treaters, trick tricksters come in, and she was, you know, very complimentary about their costumes. And uh, you know, they got the they got a lot of nice candy. And then uh they went to the next house which was Jack Benny's house and um he uh had this little uh, barrel thing where he was keeping supposedly the goodies and uh he went over and gave each one a dime <laughs> I could just see that I could just absolutely see that <laughs> he was he was living up to his uh, persona, <laughs> and yeah. there there were so many surprises, especially yeah. um, what she told about her fight with Uncle Mildy. Now,
0: oh, yeah. no, Merle,
2: and I don't want to uh, tell you know reveal what happened. I'd I'd like people to to read the book so that they can see what happened, uh, and find out. Uh, she actually did have a fight with, with Milton yep. Berle, and that was quite yep. a surprise for me. But I just think this book is a must-read for uh, Debbie Reynolds' fans. I, think I happily Victoria, recommend you
1: it, Betty Jo. It's a, it's a must-read. Well, what, what,
2: it yes, what was it about that book, uh, Peter, that, that you liked? Uh,
1: the Honesty. She just says what you says it as she saw it, it it's very funny, very open. In fact, the whole thing is hilarious, to be honest, and uh, funny anecdotes of a very funny lady and the people she has met and known through her life, legends. She's a legend, of course, herself, but at that time, she's met and worked with so many, and it's a wonderful book. I recommend it wholeheartedly.
2: I do, too, and Gloria, you said you've uh, you've had a chance to read it.
3: Oh, I think I was the wrote the first review on Amazon.com. <laughs> oh, did <you>? yeah. <laughs> I think you're going
2: you're you're, campa- you're campaigning to win.
4: I think you're going to win. You're yeah. going to win the the
2: biggest uh, fan of of Debbie Reynolds. But I don't know, uh, Peter. Uh, uh, isn't there someone named uh, Donald that is in the running too? Yeah, Donald's the, her her, her,
1: her assistant, who in a lighthearted way said, "Tell Betty Jo that I'm her biggest fan ever."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, but but he's,
1: he's just joking. Totally lighthearted. He's a lovely man.
0: Oh,
2: he has no lovely though. <laughs> how we're gonna work this out? But anyway, so, um, tell us a little bit, uh, Gloria, about how you feel about that book and and what you liked about it.
5: It was just like.
3: It was almost like sitting down, and she was like right there. Instead of talking, you were reading it. It was just—it was a very light read, very easy read. Um, Just—I don't know. She was she was just great. How she went to somebody's—I can't remember whose yard did she go to—to to steal a rock as a remembrance. Peter, who was that?
1: I steal a rock? I can't remember. You don't I remember? Oh, I
2: remember that because that would be something I would do.
0: Oh, exactly. <laughs>
2: That's what you're you're talking about. She's uh, somebody that you can get in trouble with.
3: <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she, I would be like Lucy around her. I would be climbing her fence to get a grapefruit off the tree or steal a star from Hollywood yeah. Boulevard, and that would be me. Yeah.
1: And I have to say, I've never well, known anybody as loyal as Gloria is to Debbie. She's a true, true fan. Oh, fan, thank you, fan. Peter. She
2: really is. She really, she really is. And uh, but I, I just can't uh, recommend this book highly enough uh, because yes. if, if you, loved, if you love, if you love Debbie, you really, really must get uh, that book. And uh, I also wanted to mention how, uh, how straight to my heart Debbie went because she's. Uh, When my husband and I were reconciling, after being um, estranged and divorced for almost 20 years, um, one of our first um, meetings took place at the Hollywood Museum.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? In
2: Las in Las Vegas, and uh, that made uh, you know uh, made such an impression on us. When we wrote our uh, little romantic memoir, it had to be us we uh, included our visit there to the Hollywood Museum. And so Debbie was one of the first people that we sent the book to. And I cannot believe this, but after she read it, she actually called me personally to tell me how much she loved It Had to Be Us. And oh. when I when I think about that, and I I almost fainted when I answered the telephone. <laughs> just, that is a
1: wonderful story,
2: Debbie. This is Debbie. Yeah. I says the Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one. Yeah, it would. There's oh, only one.
4: Uh,
2: <laughs> she, she was the Debbie, so
4: that's just, why people uh, love
2: her. She's just this like is her. yeah. how such a, a, a fun place in my heart for Debbie yeah, Reynolds yeah. well I think it's time to listen to two brief messages from a couple of loyal listeners
0: hi comedian Nancy Lombardo here host
5: of Comedy Concepts Blog Talk Radio And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty. Show me the funny.
0: (laughs) You're listening to
1: Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Addict Headquarters.
0: And now, back to our feature.
2: Oh, wonderful. Nancy well for those fun promos and as most of you know I mentioned before Nancy is the hilarious host of Comedy Concept which airs right here on Blog Talk Radio Monday and Friday mornings at ten thirty Eastern time. It's always it such a fun show. i I'm, I'm just hooked on it. And I, I want people to check out The Mom and Pop Shop Show on Dreamstream Radio each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It's very entertaining because the Mm -hmm. host is none other than James Colt Harrison's a uh, friend Mr. Showbiz himself George Bettinger and let's not forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko network on Mixler that's M I X L R there's something for everyone in the Wacko Wheelhouse now we do have uh, some time and I'm so happy we have uh, some time left because I wanted to ask Peter to uh, Tell us if uh, he has other projects uh, in the wind or uh, other books after My Heidi High <laughs> Life. My Heidi High
1: Life. That's also available on Amazon, a little quick plug there, with Debbie's book. <laughs> but um, uh, right now, uh, uh, my mother passed away three months ago, and it's been um, – uh, I just broke my heart. I still – cry every day thinking about it we were so very very close and it was was a very sad death so I'm writing a tribute to her right now about her and how my father met during the war and um I'm in the middle of that right now that's my next project and also my partner and I are going to London in July to be officially married
4: wow well oh wonderful
1: yes so that's the next congratulations that's Sasha and Gloria will be invited to that
3: Oh, I'm sure oh. I can just hop on a plane and run over there, Peter. Oh, I
0: think at cool. the very to. least, you I'd can do I'd love glow. to.
2: We'll see what we can do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I'm working, Peter, I'm working hard on my teleportation experiments. So oh. I'll, keep you, <laughs> oh. I'll keep you posted. Please do, and posted please yeah. do. Yeah, do.
1: Love you there, too. James yeah, is welcome, yes, too. James, we, James oh, is welcome.
3: We can have a fun, Betty
2: job. We'll have a high all-time. Yeah, we would. That would be wonderful. <laughs> and um, James, I, I, I'm yes. hoping that you'll tell our listeners where they can read your uh, wonderful <laughs> film reviews.
4: Well, they can go to Facebook under James Colt Harrison,
2: oh. and you'll find it.
4: And all my oh. wonderful reviews are there. They're brilliant, every one of them. So you'll enjoy.
2: They them. are. <laughs> I I I just cast <laughs> have have <laughs> Just he does. He does pre, little previews and his his reviews oh, are just so much fun too. I'll do that to tomorrow. Read. Yeah, do that. You'll you'll. I you'll definitely like, will do that. Yeah, lots Be of sure color too. pictures. Everything. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Be sure wonderful. to do that. Yeah. And I have to give a plug for my new book, which is called Cinema. Stanzas rhyming about movies, and it just came out last month. It's, oh, oh, oh,
1: congratulations! If you want
2: to, if you want to, if you want to see what happens to a film critic who uh, descends into the world of poetry, <laughs> that's the book. Well, that's the well, book for you. It's dollars 99 cents, and it's oh, it's a Kindle <laughs> e-book over on Amazon.com. It's doing very well. It has uh Uh, Some rave reviews And I want to thank The listeners who have already Ordered the book, read it And uh, the people who have uh, Raved uh, raved about it But sorry to say Our time is almost up I want to thank Peter And Gloria and James For being terrific guests today Special thanks to the folks At Blog Talk Radio For their support As well as to Richard B. Smart Another person in Australia For his technical assistance And a big shout out To our chatters uh, who are here today, Mistress Angie and Comedy Concepts, we're so glad you joined us. And to other listeners for tuning in. But most of all, thanks to Debbie Reynolds for all the pleasure she's given us in films, on TV, and in live performances. Congratulations, Debbie, on your Jean Herschel Humanitarian Award. And, And from all your fans here at Movie Attic Headquarters, happy birthday month. We all love you very, very much. That's all for now, folks. Here's Debbie again closing the show with her lovely, haunting rendition of Tammy.
0: When the night is warm, soft and warm, I long for his charms.